This is Umami Conversations. Conversations to feed your soul. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple and Spotify and rating us. Enjoy this episode. Blessing. At that time, when I was going to Ghana, I didn't go for a man because I had already booked my ticket before even seeing this guy or talking to this guy. So I really legit went to Ghana in a sense where I'm going back to reconnect. And I happened to, you know, get both at once. And I think that is when my stem for Ghana became alive. Nothing else. Everything else is in abundance because God said, have dominion on this earth. And here we are sitting here. Oh, what if I just start this business and it crumbles? Yeah, those things will will talk you out of your dreams because they know that if you prosper, your entire generation prospers. Humble yourself. Humble yourself in a sense. Don't think you're ahead of people. Even though you may see people in poverty in Ghana, you may see people lesser or whatever, you still have to humble yourself because those people still have power. Hey, beautiful souls. On today's episode, we have Evelyn Kunedu Kumsen. She's a Canadian Ghanaian event host born in Toronto, Canada. She's a master's of ceremony, a public speaker, and a philanthropist. As a pageant queen winner, her career began as an actor and later led her to opening a multimedia production company, Eve's Eye Production. As the founder and CEO, she caters to marketing, branding, and public relations. Besides that, Eve works as a lifestyle influencer and an artist booking agent. With over eight years of experience serving a diverse clientele, Eve's Eye Productions collaborates with companies to create exceptional social media content strategies and campaigns from concept to fruition. Having built a reputable foundation for the culture through captivating events and festivals, she has landed gigs like Afrofest, Whiskid Concert, Africa All-Star Music Festival, International Women's Day, and just recently hosted the largest festival this year, Afrochella, and many more. This contributed to landing Eve her own TV show, Eve's Eye Show. With her YouTube channel growing each year, Eve has accumulated 20.5k subscribers with over 3 million views. Her main goal is to be one of the the biggest African leaders in the entertainment business, and she is working towards becoming the first African president. This is Ghana Makes Room for Good Energy with Evelyn Kunedu Kumsen. Enjoy. Eve's Eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, man. You know, it's been a minute. It's been a minute I've been following you. And I remember the first time I saw you was on YouTube. I don't, I actually can't figure out what I was looking for on YouTube, but I just see this bubbly Ghanaian girl. You know, and you were talking about your trips in Ghana and you talk, I remember I was watching those, the videos where you're talking about the reason why you went to Ghana when you were younger right. and, you know, really promoting Ghana big time. I was like, oh my God, I need to meet this girl. And, and then I was like, oh, but she's in Toronto. I was like, oh, but this is like two minutes away. And I think once a friend of mine, um, they went to a wedding or something and you were in their picture. And I was like, yo, you know this girl? <laughs> in, my eyes, in my eyes, you're like a superstar, okay? Oh. Uh, you are a superstar, okay? Eve? So I really want to say thank you so much for showing up at Umami Conversation. Um, it has been one of my goals to to meet you. Haven't met physically yet, but just meeting like this is is really amazing. And not only meeting, but we're gonna have a conversation today. 
so I'm so 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 excited. I know I spoke a lot in the beginning. It just shows my excitement, man. Trust me. <laughs> like, so yeah so let's dive in let's dive in let's dive in one of the things that i do admire a lot about you is your love for ghana um not only ghana but your love for africa and its wholeness and really the way that you're just like promoting it in every way possible but before we go to ghana (laughs) (laughs) i'd like for you to share a little bit of one where did this love come from and to, as a child, I mean, I'm not quite sure I remember the, the whole story, but as a child, okay, you know what? Let's go one at a time. Let's, let's start with where did this love for Ghana? I know you're Ghanaian, but you know, not everybody loves Ghana like that, but where, <laughs> where did it stem from? You know what? I think Ghana, to me, the love grew when I actually went to Ghana in 2020, 2020, 20, 2020, 2012, in 2012, when I, my friend, which we've been saying to our, we had been telling each other that we're going to go to Ghana every year. And this was after I came back from Ghana from like when I was younger. So I had not been back in Ghana for almost like five years. And then every year me and my friend would meet up. We went to the same school in Ghana, um, high school in Ghana. We'd meet up every year. Like, when are we going to Ghana? When we, when are we going? And this time Ghana wasn't as it is now. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We keep on saying every year we're going to go to Ghana. But this time, the, the beautiful part about this is that we said it twice. And the third time we, you know, booked and then we were on our flight to Ghana. And um, it happens It happens that I was talking to a guy, right? So when I was talking to the guy, obviously it was like in, in a dating terms, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there and my perception of Ghana had changed because I was looking at Ghana before in a boarding school perspective, or let me say going to school perspective. But when I actually went to Ghana as uh, let's say visitor tourist, the, the development and the environment had completely changed. And that's what drew me. It's, it was the freedom. It was the food. It was the culture. It was how people were so advanced and what, you know, I didn't expect that coming from Ghana. I thought it was going to be like, so it was a certain group of people that really made me fall in love with Ghana. And I think that's where it began. Even though people say, Oh, you went for, I didn't go at that time when I was going to Ghana, I didn't go for a man because I had already booked my ticket before even seeing this guy or talking to this guy. So I really legit went to Ghana in a sense where I'm going back to reconnect and I happen to, you know, get both at once. And I think Mm -hmm. that is when my STEM for Ghana became alive. In 2012. In 2012. 2012. So prior to that, you mentioned that you went to Ghana because of boarding. You went to boarding school. Yeah, I remember the story because you were stubborn. <laughs> I think you shared that, you, and and I and you know the funny thing is, I think it, there was a time in the Ghanaian community. Um, I grew up in Montreal, right? So in the Ghanaian community, where a lot of the parents were sending their children back to Ghana, like, listen, you did one one little thing of stubbornness, you know, like literally, like that was. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was re- even even like us. We had a moment where my my parents wanted to send one of my sisters back home, you know, and I was just like, ah, you guys can't do that to her. Like, you know, we're all here, blah blah blah. But so, tell me something. Um, before we dive in deeper, when you were in Ghana as a child, I guess you were younger, right? Mm-hmm. What is one memory 
that held you back from wanting to go to Ghana or going back to Ghana? I think one memory that was holding me back from going back to Ghana is the fact that there wasn't as much freedom when I was younger. So to go to places I wanted to go to, I didn't have access. Okay. So one thing about me, I love food. So me not having access to certain foods that was like, Oh my God, like I can't have that when I'm in Ghana. That was holding me back. So freedom, food, And then restrictions. I don't like restrictions in life. I'm not someone who can be boxed naturally. So I felt like sometimes they wanted to box me, have control. And that was what was keeping me from going. But when I realized that all those things do not exist, I became better. You felt better. Mm, I love that. Because I do know that sometimes as children, like there's, because I've heard stories, you know, I've heard stories of people that went through really traumatic situations. Like literally they send them to the village. Like it's, it's not like you're going to go and live in your uncle's um, two bedroom. No. You're going to your grandma's in the village. You know? right. so, you're going to fetch water. Hardship. Say that. Sorry. Say that. You're going to fetch water. You're going to feel the hardship. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. So I've I've heard stories like that. And and I'm sure at the time that you were there, it was very traumatic for you not to be free. Because I mean, freedom is everything, right? I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why some of our parents came down here because of this freedom somewhat freedom that we have in this side of the world, you know, compared to certain places back in Africa or back home. So now in 2012, you're in Ghana, you have this amazing experience, you love the place, and then you decide from there. Did you decide from there, this is home? This is it for me? I think I decided immediately after two days that this is home. Like, like I think right, like after the two days of experience, because what happened was I arrived to Ghana on the 23rd of November. And then that, is it 20? I think I arrived on the 22nd. And then the 23rd is when um the guy I was talking to picked me up. And we went on until the night to the 24th, which was my birthday. So on my birthday, my wish was to be in Ghana. And then I'm like, this is home. Whatever I got to do in order to be back here, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel you because I had the, a similar experience. Uh, my first time going to Ghana was in 2006. And a bit like, you know, initially I had never gone back though. Um, ever since I came down here, I came here super young. Um, and I was a bit scared because a lot of the people around me were always talking about, ah, you're not going to like it. You know, the life here is different. And I'm like, well, let me go for myself. But I was scared. Listen, the minute I came down the pl- like the pl- the plane, I dropped, I dropped on the line. I was like, ah, nah, <laughs> what's going on? Like, this is, this is, this is amazing. And then, you know, when you come out at that time, it was like the old Kotoka, the way it was built. I, I mean, I didn't mind, but the music and the people and oh. the liveliness, I was like, oh my, I, I, to- I, I can't, I, I can't explain it. I cannot explain the feeling that I had when I just saw all of this come to life in my face. And just like you, I was like, yeah, this is it. Me, it was I came down the plane that same day. From the plane. I was like, no, this is it. This is, this is, this is the life. And then from there, you know, I went to, went, um, went to Kumasi. I didn't really like Accra. I felt like I was a little bit too, much for me at that time. Um, but went back to Kumase. Kumase was amazing. And I didn't know what people were talking about. 
Right. But I'm actually opposite. I love Accra more than Kumas. So it's like, like, I don't know. My, my Accra network is insane. Like I love my networking in Accra. Kumas is, is a bit like, I think they're also still getting, trying to push it, you know? So it, I was, I was in, mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I would understand why. I would understand why. Because you, you're, you're, you're from Toronto. Yes. You're, 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 you're from the big city. You're, you know, it's about big things. Aguan. Like, yeah, you no. know, me coming from Montreal, Montreal is a little bit more of like somewhat of a village. Like, let's, let's be real. Although, you know, they're trying to like hype it up and stuff. Um, so I think I was just used to more of that, like down to earth, um, vibe and stuff. But, but yeah, I don't know if maybe if I go now, It'll be different for me. But at that time, Kumasi for me was everything. Anyways, I stayed home most of the time. But even just by staying home, I thought I was in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Ghana was like, was was everything. And, you know, back to what um, I wanted to share, the reason why I want us to actually like kind of talk a little bit about Ghana is that I've, I have two categories of people that I speak with. I have those that are really just like you, just like me, really into the whole Africa is the future. Let's go Africa. Let's go Ghana. Let's go. And then I have uh, another category of people that is like, ah, can you guys stop? This, this, this continent is, is done. It's over with. Like the leaders have chopped all of our money. Like there's nothing going on. You guys just go there to have fun and then you come back. There's no value in going back to live there. And I think I'm at a place where I'm just like, is that even true? Because sometimes I feel like maybe that's the truth. Maybe that's really what's going on. And you physically going there, being there for, it's been, because you recently went back, like was it in 2019 or 2020? 2019, you're right. 2019. And 2019? I stayed And I stayed there for three years without coming back. <laughs> it was three years. Oh, snap. Tell me. What's the story behind, like you were in Ghana. So what's the story behind Ghana? Like, cause for some of us that are out here and we see certain things on the news, we hear certain things, what the family members are seeing, what certain people are seeing, it's kind of like confusing, you know? And I'm just like, ah, do I really go and invest or do I just mind my own business and stay here? Right. Um, to be honest, just like Canada, there's pros and cons to everything in life. There's always going to be a yin and yang. You know what I mean? There's always going to be a good and bad. And I think that's the, the, the thing that we humans seem to forget. Like, don't get me wrong. For the first three years, it wasn't glamour. I, I, the first, I think the second year or so, the second or third, yeah, the second year in Ghana, I, I was broke. That's for sure. I didn't have a, a lot of money. Um, like most of my investments had gone down. Um, I did have um, a really terrible time in sense of balancing. But one thing about me is because I'm a person that believes in God and has faith, that faith was able to sustain me throughout my journey in Ghana. Without God, nothing would have went my way or no blessing would have came out of it. And I feel like God put me through that so that I could also be able to tell people the good and bad. Because let's say, for instance, I just went and I just went through the good, 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 good. I would not mm-hmm. be able to tell a meaningful story to someone who is just like me. And I feel like I, I always thank God for the humility part in a sense where like, although I may, so people be like, oh, she comes from a good home. She comes from, the, I am in a conflict of, I'm in the, in, in, in between. So I get the best of both worlds. 
You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I, I, I can, I can relate to everybody, even the the soils of someone's ants and feet. You know what I mean? Like that's how deep I can go. And I think that is where I'm able to say I know what it is like to go without food. I know what it is like to not have money. I know what it is like to not see another day. And then, and I know what it is to also for it to be good. All I would say is that Ghana is a a, a walk, a journey. Um, the infrastructures are not as strong as here simply because we need more of our diasporan money in order for anyone to want to like go out there. What Ghanaians are saying is the truth. A Ghanaian living in Ghana telling you a story about Ghana is the truth. And also a Ghanaian, uh, sorry, a diasporan coming from here going to Ghana is also telling you the truth. All everyone, what every, everything that everyone's saying is the truth, but it's a balance of the truth. You know what I mean? Because if you say like, oh, okay, because this one person, experience didn't go well that means oh automatically my experience won't go well no your experience could be a total different experience because i remember my cousin telling me oh if you come to ghana the industry here they're not so receptive it's very hard but i was on tv the, the second year how come on like how like someone's story does not define your story with me my whole life i've told myself that nothing is impossible for me unless i stop myself and i told my cousin i'm like that is your issue but mine is I'm going to prosper in this land no matter what. So it's all a mindset. It's a, it's the, it, it, it all ties down to the individual. Yes, Ghanians are saying that it's not good to invest there. It's the truth. And then another person told you, yes, it's good to invest there. That is the truth. So you choose where you want to be. You you are the destiny holder. A, a great man, Bob Marley said, I want to rule my destiny. That is a factual truth. Rule your destiny. But through it all, there's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. But you choose. Do you want to be at the same spot you're at? Or do you want to make a change? Because some of the people that came from Ghana, or let me say, even I'll just go back to the immigrant um, story. They came from Africa. Some of the people died along the way. And then something in their mindset kept them alive. And that's why they're here. And that's why we're reaping the benefits. So it's up to us. Do you want to be an immigrant story where we also, some people may not do well. Some people may lose faith. Some people may not be able to go through it, but you decide what you want. You know what I mean? Do you want ownership or do you want to continue to work in someone's land and not own anything? Or do you want to break that generational thing and make something of your, your name? So it's all up to you. So that's why I always tell people like, Ghana is what you make it, literally. Like you're talking and I have like goosebumps like going up and up my spine, okay? <laughs> like up Wait, and down my guys. spine. <laughs> wow. It's up to you. Ghana is what you make out of it. <sighs> oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> that was that was that really spoke to me personally because I'm I've always been really big on like Ghana all the way. Yes. I've always been trying to like rep Ghana as much as I can, you know. Um, but I'll be very honest, in the last couple of months, maybe year now, I'm just like, hey, maybe I should just mind my own business and <laughs> Stay in my Canada, you know, but you made a big, big point. What do you want? Do you want another immigrant story? You know, and I don't know about your parents, but I know that for me, my parents, when they came here and for a lot of parents, like first, I, I think they're called like first generation Ghanaians that came to, to Canada. They said a lot. I heard a lot of stories about, oh, we're coming to go back. We're coming to go back. So they just came to reap, make the money and go back. But until this day. A lot of them have not gone back yep. and a lot of them sadly have passed away. And 
now their children are the ones, us, we are the ones that are here. And wow, you, you said something. You said it's about breaking that generational something. Curses, breaking those generational um, bondages that keep you bondages. from from keeping you from reaching your goals because those things are actually equally as real. And a lot of people walk this earth thinking that, oh, I'm suffering, I'm whatever. No, you're not suffering. There's things that are designed and created to hinder you from reaching your goals. Those dark days, those clouds, those moments of giving up, there's something within those generations of DNA that are there. But until you make up your mind and say, no longer should these things hold me, no longer should fear hold me, because the only thing that is killing mankind is fear. Nothing else. Everything else is in abundance because God said, have dominion on this earth. And here we are sitting here. Oh, what if I just start this business and it crumbles? Yeah, those things will will talk you out of your dreams because they know that if you prosper, your entire generation prospers. So if you sincerely look back at your roots and see how many of the people failed and you decide to make a difference deliberately. And when I may make a difference, don't say, oh, just don't say with your mouth, like consciously, like consciously, like make the decision and effort. Effort is taking it one step at a time. Okay. I will not say these things to myself. And gradually, like if you seek higher authority, it will take you out. Wow. My goodness. You sound, and one of the things that I, I, um, admire about you, Eve, is your confidence. Um, your confidence in yourself, your confidence in God. Has this always been something that you've had? Or is this confidence something that you've developed? So glory to God. Once again, only Him who can reveal to you who you truly are. Last week, um, I was in my house, Canada house, mm-hmm. and I was going through stuff. And I was just, just in my prayer. I'm like, God, if there's anything hindering me or letting me not move, pro- like progress in life, let me see. Or anything that I need to throw away or anything I need to see to identify who I am, let me see it. So as I was praying, I seen some suitcase in my room. And then I took out the like suitcase just to see, because I'm going through a spiritual journey right now. I'm, I'm just cleaning out. Right now, I'm just just breaking them chains. I'm I'm talking about these things, but I'm breaking chains. You know what I mean? So I look inside the bag and then I, I see a cassette, a tape. You know those tapes, recorders, you know those tapes. It means old. For those who are like listening, it means old. I want to teach my Ghana We also talking. So like those old tapes, tape recorders. So my mom and her mom and her my her sister used to do recordings because back then they didn't get to call each other on the phone. They have to record. You have to use a tape recorder, and uh, yeah, uh-huh, like that. So I open it, and I um, the next day I just I just popped it in the tape because I still have the tape recorder. And whilst like, let me tell you how God knows how to bring your identity out. I pop the tape in, and the first um, recording I hear is my auntie, and then the first thing she starts off with, um, um, let me start off this with prayer. Let's go into prayer. Then she was praying for my grandmother and telling her, let her, her days be like prosperous. And I'm like, like, okay, so wait, hold up. So she basically throughout the whole tape, she was just talking about God and telling everything to my grandmother of what's going on in her life. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's actually Christian. Like she was actually Christian, whatever. So I flip the tape and my grandmother too starts Oh, God bless your ways. Like, um, my, she was basically telling my mom, 
my mother that you know you prosper in everything you do and she started off with a song and then went into prayer and then gave thanks so then I realized God was telling me that it's not because you started this generation of being a prayerful woman or being you know a woman who loves God or it started from my generation behind I said they were going to give their lives to God and that's a reflection I am generations of people who decide to follow God and obey God. That is why whenever I walk and talk and I have confidence it's God because God has never failed any of my people, not even my grandmother. So this is why you hear it and it's so strong. That's where my confidence comes from. It's a generation full of Christians. My goodness. You know, you mentioned something about uh, you're just clearing out, you know, and, and I feel like it's, it's, it's something in in the atmosphere right now. A lot of the my, the people around me are going through this thing where it's like, let's declutter, let's cut out, let's remove, let's like reacquaint ourselves to ourselves. And I'm actually going through a similar journey. And you know, I'll share this story with you. I'm trying to rebrand, um, rebranding, just you know, figure well myself well out. Yeah. And it's been a while <laughs> we've been working on this whole rebranding thing. Uh, and that, was it last week or the week before? I was just sitting there, you know, communicating with God. And I was just like, what is it? Why is it so hard for me to like write a friggin' bio? Like, what the heck? <laughs> it's a bio. <laughs> and, you know, the, the Spirit of God spoke to me and um, the Spirit said, well, it's because you are rebranding with the same eyes of who you used to be. You're not rebranding with your new, with your, your, your true identity. Praise be to God. And the person that I used to be was a person that used to look at life with the eyes of failure and fear. I called myself like, I'm a success. That's my brand name. Mm-hmm. But, um, when I, when I started calling myself that, that was because I needed to convince myself that I wasn't a failure because I failed so much, mm. but it was like, I had to convince myself. So I gave myself this name. I'm a success. I'm a success. I'm a success. But now it's like, I look back and I'm like, okay, yeah, failure. It's okay. Yeah, bre, it's enough. Like you yeah. lived in, in failure. Fine. That, that's, that's an old story. What are we right now? What am I doing right now at this moment? Who am I? And then literally, I just felt the spirit of God be like, you're Agnes Apia. This is who you are. True, this I is who we born you to be. Like literally, that is you. That is your name. That is who you are. And now it's time for me to like literally unravel. What is this Agnes Apia really all about? Where is she really from? And I've been trying to actually reconnect with like, you know, my grandparents, they, they passed away. Mm-hmm. But it's funny you talk about that because I was like telling my cousin back home, I'm like, listen, I need y'all to like find a way for me to like figure out who these people were. Okay. <laughs> like, I need to find out who my grandparents were. Because my, my mom is a bit blurry. You know, right. like there has to be somebody that like Re- remember. Yeah. You even continue, like you know, the funny thing because I remember you probably don't remember me. I remember everything because I remember when, when you were reaching out to me as I'm a success. At a point in time, it never went through. Or if if, if it makes sense, like you said, you were, we were gonna connect or something, and then after that, you vanished. You kept on going in and out. I know who you are. <laughs> I just I'm just taking it in that what you're saying. It's like you you message me, you talk. I knew your vibe. You're an amazing person. Even when I was on my weight loss journey, I remember you would pop in and out. So that was my success who was doing all that. It was not really successful, but look at Agnes right now doing the works as who she really is. You couldn't be Amma talking to me. You had to be you. You had to be you because with me, with you, 
you have to come like real, your organic self. And then that's when the most high will take over. Yo, Eve, I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm so if anything, call me Minister Eve. Don't worry. <laughs> Prophetess. <laughs> yeah, because of that, I was in the church. He was outside like me, Roman, looking like this. You just yes. sis, right there. Like, literally. And I'm telling you, like, the people that I'm reaching out to now, everyone's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm like, hey, yeah, sure. Wait, yeah. <laughs> it's Agnes who's reaching out. And remember, success also means failure. I don't know why people think success. Success means the amount of times you have failed. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's the amount of times you have failed and come back up. So obviously, all my success would have been failing and failing because that's what a success so yeah go ahead the thing for me is i think it's the the fact is really the intention sometimes you know the intention that you set you know you were talking about being like conscious when you talk about ghana consciously wanting to do whatever investing or whatever it's the same thing like consciously and my intention then with that name and my intention now even i i could still go on with i'm a success because it's, it's 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 the motivation is it's the the motif behind the name the vibe you know the frequency behind it that, that, whatever it is exactly it's 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 different but then it's it's more like i don't need to convince myself anymore I used to want, like, I, it's like, it was like this strong desire that I had to convince myself. Like, I had to put it in people's faces that I was a success. But now I'm just like, no, I am. My story is a story of triumph. Mm-hmm. So right now, like, wherever I'm going, I am triumphant. Right. I'm successfully triumphant. And it's true. Yeah. Failure, it's not, fail, yo, you fail forward, you know? Yes. So right now, what I, for me is, when I see life, I don't, I no longer see my failures as, oh, like, I, it, it, like my story used to, like, make me so sad, bring me down all the time. But now I am so happy I went through what I went through. Right. Because I wouldn't be sitting here right now speaking to Eve's eye, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. And and as you said, sometimes in life, from what you're just saying, sometimes in life you want to get to a certain level. You know, one thing about me is I I believe in like frequencies and vibrations. And a lot of times our vibration, one thing that I'm learning about vibration is that. Hey, y'all. So here's the thing. As you might know, one of the major things that um, we take seriously or I take seriously is this healing journey that a lot of us are on. And you might have heard also most of our guests talk about their experience with therapy and how it has played a major part in this healing journey. I'm just wondering, how about you? Have you been thinking about therapy, but you're just not sure of finding the right fit? Well, guess what? You need to not think anymore. Our sponsors, BetterHelp, is here to help you. You get the chance to fill in a short survey and be matched with a licensed therapist who's trained to listen and to help you in as little as 48 hours. And if after the first few meetups, you still don't feel aligned, you don't need to worry. You can just go ahead and choose another. Get a 10% discount off your first month at betterhelp.com com slash umami that's betterhelp.com slash umami click the link in the show notes below and join the three million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health when experience better help therapist blessings 
let's say you want to get to like even just us having this conversation maybe at that time the vibration that i was on wasn't at the level of eve's vibration so in order for me to get to that level to connect with her frequency i need to vibe higher and i feel like in life that's what really it's about right talking about ghana if you want to go and invest in ghana have that mindset have that high value mindset that, that listen whatever i'm gonna sow in that land i'm gonna reap you know? so i think it's really important that yo you you just you gave me a word and a confirmation and everything like whoa um it's really important in life for us to really look at where we are and be honest with ourselves i think one thing is we're not always honest with ourselves um we want to get to certain places but like look within your heart friend <laughs> you know is your heart at the right place like are you are you at the right place like you were talking to god and being like god if there is anything anything within me around me that that i need to see to know who i am show me reveal it to me so that you could get to that other level of whew, frequency my god yeah it's real just like the radio station i have to turn it to a next a next frequency it's real it's real it's the same thing that applies to life the, the, the channels of life you choose what you want to listen to you choose what you want to tune into you know what i mean like it's real those radio stuff the ups and downs it's real in real life it is it, it's so so real man oh thank you so much for that i want to find out what is the biggest thing that people misunderstand you with because you have such a glorious personality and a strong personality and understanding that yes your confidence come from god i'm sure sometimes you do things that people are like i like get away cry you know <laughs> so what is the one thing that people sometimes misunderstand you the reason why i'm silent is because there's so much things in my head in a sense that it's like i really feel like there's so much but what I can probably alter right now is just simply the fact that I will say something with my whole heart and chest. And when I say it, it must come to pass. Whether it is me saying, oh, right now, da -da 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 -da, I'm going to be a, a billionaire. You will laugh now, but I will be laughing in the bank very soon. You know what I mean? Like the ability to claim what is yours. Like, I remember, like I remember, I'm like, I'm gonna go to Ghana. I need to move there, blah 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 blah, and all that stuff. But like the fact that people think maybe I'm joking with my words. Like for instance, I'll tell someone I'll be a future African president. To them, it's like, oh, how is that so? But I know it's gonna happen. It will happen. But the fact that I can always say stuff with confidence and. That can make people misunderstand me. It's like, where are you getting all this confidence from? Like, we're not designed to be that ambitious. We're designed God, to... No. Me, I, I'll say it. If I feel something in my desire and there's something within my heart, I know nothing is impossible to me. Because if I say something to the mountains, be removed and go into the sea, as it says in Matthew 21, 21, it will be removed. So there's no mountain. I feel like sometimes people think that I'm just over too confident, but it's not confident. It's not over overly confident. It's called take dominion on this earth because that's what God brought us. He wants, even in the Bible, it says so many times, be confident, confident. But the devil is so great at programming people and letting people, and because people are programmed so to not believe in these things, that's what makes people misunderstand me the most. But I know the truth because knowledge is power. Because lack of knowledge, our people are definitely 
perishing. And to add to that, like, I feel like we're we're also in an era where knowledge is, is everywhere, but it's like the practicality of it. Nobody's using it. <laughs> you know, That's people good. are just nobody is applying it. No one's applying it, exactly. Everyone is just like taking in information, but what are you doing with the information that you're receiving right now? You're just looking at it and posting it and making yourself look like you're some kind of uh <laughs> you know, big shot, but I like what you said because it's so funny. That, like I told my one of my team members, um, shout out to Tracy K. I was telling her, I'm like, um, uh, I pray that when God blesses us and when God gives us those the money that we utilize the money and we don't we don't like you know some people be like, okay, I want a million dollars, but what are you gonna do after you get the million dollars? This are you gonna be like you know investing it poorly because God does our hearts desires and the million dollars can come in so many ways. In a sense, someone will give you five dollars, someone will give you a thousand, someone it's adding up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God will give us, give us, give our things in, in his measures. He's He's a wise God. He will not make you do stuff. You, everything you have ever asked God for, he has done it. But have you seen or have you opened up your eyes to see that he has given it to you? And that's a lot of people's problem. You know what I mean? Like, we're so focused on the problem that sometimes we're even still talking to God. And he's like, I have given it to you. Can you keep on? Like, you know what I mean? And that's where my confidence came from. Literally. <laughs> like, realizing that the things I've asked God, he has already given it to me. It's there. Nothing that we ask of God isn't there. It's there. But how to utilize it. How to put your mind to it. To Let's say you want to become a doctor. You are already a doctor, but you have to go through the course. Mm, and that's what we don't want to go through. A lot of people don't. We don't want to walk through like the hardships and the tears and the the all of that stuff. You know, just like you, you spent three years in Ghana and you said that you know what it means not to have food <laughs> to eat. You know, you know what it means to be broke, you know, and this this is this is your course. You want to be the president of Ghana one day? Well, this is your course. You know, and it's really deep. And I feel like president it's definitely of Africa, Africa. So if you're going okay. to president, okay, African president, okay, Miss Pan African, okay, I see you. <laughs> Africa, okay, because it's going to be a real thing. And I know people are not in the hearing of it, but let our music continue to bring us together. Let our music continue to bring us together. Talking about music, you have been in front of <laughs> like some of the top artists, some of the top Afrobeat artists interviewing them. I watched your interview with Davido. I think I watched like all of the interviews that you had, like with, I, I watched the Davido one. I watched the King Promise one. Yeah, I feel like I watched, did I watch all of them? I remember, those are the two that, that are like in my head. Right. I, I really remember. Um, you know, it, it it just brings me, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the question I want to ask you, but then it just brings me back to answer the question. It's it's all about that confidence, you know, because I was going to ask you, like, how did you get to that place? How did you get to a point, a girl living in Canada, all of a sudden you're butting heads with like, got African, African musician, African artist, back to back to back to back. Right. Um, one thing I like to, to, to tell people is that I, I really feel God put me ahead of time, way ahead of time, you know, because looking back, back then it was not probably was meaningful, but now I bet it's meaningful because I feel like I come in a time where I'm all, I always see myself ahead of time and um, being ahead of time means you always be ahead of opportunity. So when things are becoming cool, I've already 
live that life. And I and I, I so say this because I feel like I've I've lived this life before. I didn't just come on earth and I've been because I this is too much experience. So I really do feel like in order to even have the spirit of prophecy even on my life, it means I've lived this life before. It's it's too clear to me that um the people that I saw, I remember in my mind I had already interviewed them. You know what I mean? Like in my mind. It's like I even, I remember I wrote down Serge Ibaka. I don't know if you remember the Raptor. I wrote it down in my book that I'm, go- I'm going to interview him. So already in my mind, I had already interviewed him. It was not me standing there interviewing him. No, it wouldn't be possible. You have to really think, meditate, put it in the back of your mind and allow God to take full control. Because the people that you see me interview, all of that was premeditated. Or even if it was not premeditated, I had said something or I had claimed it. You know, it's all in my mind. And I had a good, I have good team members that also, when there's times that, let's say somebody doesn't want to do it or doesn't want to do an interview, we would just get into the spirit. We start praying. Like legit people don't know, people don't know these secrets. The secrets is prayer. Before I start anything, it's prayer. All my team members know this. And we've been walking, and most of my team members are godly. They walk with God. So those are the reasons why I was able to get there. Prayer, favor, all that is real, is real. Girl, mm. I just love it when I'm learning so much from hearing you. I am receiving a lot, a lot of affirmations and confirmations to, you know, things that I've thought about, things that I've felt, you know, but as you said, sometimes you have to be, you have to have that confidence in God and, you know, understand and know that whatever that is being revealed to you or knowing that whatever that you've asked for, spoken about, God has already, it's done. <laughs> it has been done already, you know, so I, I want to really say thank you for what you're sharing right now. I want, I would love for us to look at like mental health. One of the things that I do remember hearing you say was one of your interviews with, uh, I forgot her name. It starts with a D. It was like you and this other girl, this other Denta? Canadian girl. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Denta Show. Denta Show. Denta Show, yes. Yes. On the Denta Show, uh, you spoke about your, yeah, I feel that was it, uh, about your mental health, how you had to leave Canada because of your mental health to ensure that that was taken care of, right? Right. Um, well, one of the reasons, not the full reason, but definitely one of the reasons. I want to find out, being in Ghana, did you not have mental health challenges at all or was like were things was your mental health like on point there and if you did how did you walk through it or go through it pass through it wow um in Ghana confidently speaking I don't recall and and I think the only thing like as you're speaking I don't think I had mental health problems but I do think because financial problems would pop up I would I can't mix the two because they're two separate things. So if there's financial problems, that can keep you down. But as soon as money came, I'll be happy again. So I don't think I ever had to deal with mental health. Um, You speaking about mental health, when I was even, and this is how I know Ghana is a spiritual place. And this is how I know like everything we do there is, is like healing. In high school, I was having panic attacks in grade, in grade nine, my first year. And that time I was being stubborn and my parents took me back to Ghana to go back to school. But I remember before they even took me, I was going through panic attacks, anxiety, and all that. Like it was a I was going through a dark period in my life. But as soon as I went back to Ghana, all that that I was feeling, the spirit of death or whatever, 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 all removed. So 
Ghana allows healing. And honestly, if our leaders, or let me say the leaders there, if they took that land serious, the amount of people that will move back and be healed will be enormous. And I say this because I believe I did not have any mental health episodes in Ghana the way I did over here. And I think it's because of, as they said, the sun, the energy, even when it doesn't, even there's, when there's no sun in Ghana, I still don't feel the heaviness like I would if it was here in Canada. Yeah. So yeah, even is, I would just say Ghana is healing. It's the foods, it's the people, it's, it's the family um, ties that they take away here and make it out of artificial. Everything here is artificial. Mm. That's why it doesn't last for long. Wow. You know, it's, um, I have, uh, one of the, my, my, our past episodes we did a few months ago with one of my guests. She went to Uganda and she, she said something similar. She was like, yo, when she was in Uganda, she was like glowing and she was just like glowing. Like she did have a few mental health challenges. However, in those challenges, she still felt like I could get through it. You know, I could, I could, I could, I could, I could move forward. Right. And she had the support, as you said, she had her family and her cousins and her uncles and even her friends, you know, everybody was there to like really support her. And I, th- and I feel like one of the big things about mental health, um, even like even as Africans mm-hmm. is the fact that we're scared. We're scared to open up our mouth to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like when you don't say anything, you're there and you're already the mind is not going well. The body is not well. And then you're thinking in your mind, oh, I can't say anything, you know, so it's like you're tripling and doubling <laughs> the pain already. Right. So I think it's really important that um, we do share that. We do share our mental health challenges and like just go to Africa. OK, guys, instead of you going to spending so much money on therapy, no offense, spend that money on a vacation to Africa and then go. Yeah, go heal yourself. Because honestly, like me, I'm looking back. I'm like, uh, my mental mental health issue was just money at that time. So (laughs) I didn't really have that. Like it it didn't, it wasn't apparent. And even if it was, because I'm in a good space, I couldn't really identify it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, maybe issues. I'd be thinking, thinking, thinking. But then as soon as I think mental health, even if you have money, it still doesn't, it doesn't, it's not trans. It, it's supposed to still appear. Cause even here when I'm um, not doing financially, well, I, like let's say first, I'm doing financially well, I could still be going through my mental health. Yeah. So I, I personally think I do not identify these things because Ghana allows room for a good energy. Mm, Ghana allows room for good energy. I love that. I love that. I really love that. Like, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm big. I'm big on, on Africa. I'm big on going. Like, as I said, I had a moment of like faint moment of uncertainty there. Um, but you've definitely reaffirmed my love, my love for the continent. So we're rooting, rooting for Africa, wherever you are. If you're Ghanaian, even if you're not Ghanaian, just go and spend some time in the sun, go and spend some time with with yep. real raw Caribbean people. It's real. It's real. And and those who want to go back to heal in a sense where I'll give a testimony. I remember I was dealing with hyperthyroid. But when I went mm-hmm. and the doctor here told me, Oh, it can never be cured, blah, 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 blah. When I went to Ghana, a doctor prescribed uh, uh the right medication and the hyperthyroid, not I I not only say it's him, but also through prayer, because I went to a healing service before, but I also went to the doctor as well. Cause you can use physical you could use spiritual too you can use yeah. both like our people need to also know the balance between some things you need to adopt or some things you know you need spiritual so 
that being said, the doctor gave me that and he's like, it will never come back again. And until this day, I don't have hyperthyroid. And this is something that the people here said that can never be cured. There's cure for everything. There is. There is. Like even in our herbs and everything, like it's everything is is fresh. Everything is real. Everything is raw. So like, yeah, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, definitely can't wait to go back. Tell me, did you have any tough lessons while you were there in Ghana? Humble yourself. Mm. Humble yourself. Humble yourself in a sense. Don't think you're ahead of people. Even though you may p- see people in poverty in Ghana, you may people s- see people lesser or whatever. You still have to humble yourself because those people still have power. Those people still have power. That is so true. Um, I want to dive a bit. Okay, I know we're almost, almost, almost running out of time, but I want to shift um into something because you're so big on promoting Africa, promoting um Ghana and everything. I've realized that there's a lot of Africans, Caribbean, African Americans that are diving back into African spirituality. And you being more of a Christian, I just want to find, like, kind of hear your take on that because at the end of the day, it's like people are going back to their roots. You know, they're going back to who they feel that they are. A lot of pe a lot of the, a lot of, well, I don't know the percentage yet, but there's a, there's a large amount of maybe a small amount. I'm not sure of, of black folks or African Caribbean folks that feel like, um, Christianity is a religion brought by quote unquote the white man. So they, they want to go back to the roots, talk a lot about God. So I want to kind of hear your, your take on, on that. If you're open to, to share. Glory to the most high for knowledge above my understanding for i do not know i do not own knowledge knowledge is given to me i believe the beautiful part about being in ghana was the experience of living both you know um i'm christian but i also give kaiser what what belongs to kaiser i don't know if it's caesar what what belongs to caesar gives to caesar i believe in that because even when I was going through my journey in Ghana, my spiritual journey, I had to give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar. So you want to you want to go back to your roots, right? And you want to go back into the um, whole spirituality thing with God or with your ancestors. But here's the thing: who gave those powers to your ancestors? Who gave those to me? Or let me say, like that energy to do those things. You have to look for the roots because even in the Bible it says. All things were created by God, evil and great. And the reason why we see evil is because sometimes good comes with evil. It's a, it's a balance of life. It's just that some people just choose to only execute the evil. So God is good and bad because that's what creates results. Mm, mm. And a lot of people want to just make God look like, oh, he doesn't support evil. Listen, he created all things and mm. it's supposed to work for his good because you can't come out of your roots without dirt. You can't. Without the things that are bondages, you will not learn how to pray. Without circumstances, you will not know who God is. I am that I am. So if you want to go back to your roots, simply question who gave those powers to them because they're gone, but God still remains. And the thing is, I still had to do, I remember a journey where um one of them was you know, someone had done something in my family where my family, we come from a line of people who don't get married, right? So mm. people in the family do not get married, except my mom. She broke that chain. But there was one specific 
person that was in the family that was assigned to do something and i like someone told me to buy a present mm. for the person that i know was doing evil to, like doing certain things to me mm. so i had to go and buy a goat it sounds crazy it's such a foreign in, in my canadian born lifestyle what am i going to give what the person's favor is but you must give kaiser or let me say caesar what just give caesar to caesar so and i knew that that was what my the person wanted so i went to go and give it to the person out of love because you can't pay evil with evil or else it will not it will not work so you have to you have to give kindness love to the person that pays you evil and then god will bless you because but because i did what was her heart desire which maybe some people like goats why are you gonna give a goat in this day and age but that's what the person wants you have to give that blessing or whatever to them so that they can release your blessing so if you want to go into your roots and you think christianity belongs to the obroni or white person remember the bible civilization if you go back into the roots of the bible where does the Bible start from? Come on. Where is the Bible from? Africa. The Bible is Africa. The whole everything of existence is Africa. Yeah. Ethiopia. All those places that the Bible is talking about, it's an African story. So you want to go back into your roots, also see your roots. Because it's all an African story. Oof. If you want to go back to your roots, see your roots. Because they're also an African story. Story. My God. Hi, my goodness. Hey, what's a conversation? I love it. I love it. I love it. And what you're saying is so true. Like, um, personally, I'm I'm on my own journey right now. And, you know, I'm still trying to like figure things out. And I'm okay with it. You know, I, I remember in the in the beginning of my journey, I was like, Oh my God, what are people gonna think? I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not doing this. Cause I was like so deep in it, you know? Um, but I, I really felt this calling to like step back and really seek God for myself. And I was sharing this with a friend and I'm like, listen, I'm in a place in my life where I'm so confused about this whole thing, but it feels so good because it's my confusion. It's me. I, it's mine. I could own it. It's not somebody telling me a story and then this and this and that. And no, it's mine. It belongs to me, <laughs> you know? And it's like in that confusion, I am finding so much light, finding so much freedom. So from what I'm hearing you say, what I'm understanding is like you're staying fine. Yeah, if you want to go and go, you want to go back into African spirituality, do your thing, but just know where exactly that you're from or where this book called the scriptures or the Bible is from. And it's literally, literally an African story. Like it literally is. <laughs> like when you when you read, I'm reading um this book, uh Queen Afwa's book. I don't know if you heard about it, Sacred Woman. And you know, they're talking about like the the 42 laws of math. Um, math or mahat and it's literally derived it's it's the 10 commandments you know it's the same things it's the stories i'm reading i'm just like but these are like this is and it's true that through time a few things did change in there but i think the most important thing is that we really connect to the source you know the source of all things the i am of uh, that i am like you said which is god you know the creator the 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 universe i am god. that i am the i am that i am that's alpha and omega that's yes. it only presence. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And thank you so much for sharing that because I know some people don't feel comfortable um, diving into those type of um, those type of questions. I do appreciate that. I do have I have so many things I want to ask you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. Maybe we could do a part two some other time. <laughs> you know, um, I do have before we close. I have a list of random questions. Okay, from question one, there's seven questions, and um, I'm gonna just. 
ask you if you could choose one. So they're very random, okay? So they might be a bit ridiculous too. So, um, so if you could just choose one uh, from number one to seven, what would be your question? Seven. How did I know you were going to choose seven? It's, it's a, it's, you're going to see angel numbers, right? <laughs> okay. So Muhammad Ali said that he was the greatest. Who is the greatest to you? <laughs> um, we are all gods. Let's not forget that. We're all living gods. And so if I have authority to be a god and be living god, then I am, as Muhammad said, the greatest. And I take that and I accept it and I will be and I will continue and my generation will continue to be the greatest. Amen. Eve, Evelyn, Prophetess Evelyn Coomson, Ama. Yes. So. Thank you so much. Amen. This has been, it's, you don't understand how much you've blessed me today. Like one of my major goals have been achieved and I am, I'm, I'm feeling very emotional. <laughs> you might not see it, but I'm feeling super emotional, but super grateful. Right. Super, super grateful. I, I pray you never be the same after this interview. I pray that whatever you touch, it shall prosper. And that through this interview, you also see the light of God in your life and be able to remember that this interview, you tapped into God's grace. And it's not me, it's actually God. So it's God. Yeah. It's God, baby. <laughs> awesome. So really quickly, where can we find you? If somebody wants to get in touch with you, connect with you, um, where can we find you? So Eve's Eye Production on Instagram. And then my um, other personal page is Imperial with a e e m p e e r i a l underscore Eve. So Imp Imperial Eve. And then also the same Eve's Eye Production, which is E-V-E-S, the I, like your I, E-Y-E, Production, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-H. I'm sorry, did I say H? Production. Production. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So those outlets are very a great way to connect. That is amazing. Thank you so much. I So, okay, last question, I promise you. Where did you get the name Eve Eye from? Oh, that was also a spiritual um, calling as well. I went through a fast and then through prayer, um, the voice, as always, God will come through. Don't ever think God doesn't speak. And then I, I heard the word Eve's eye. And then from then, it's been like that. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning into Umami Conversation. It was Eve's eye. And blessing, 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 blessing. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. We do hope that you learn a thing or two out of this episode. Kindly follow us on all of our social media platforms. And yo, something great is happening. Look out for our website coming out fall 2022. Take care. See you next Thursday.